episode 38. You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Online communities are kind of like the new little black dress of the internet right now, hey? They were already on a huge trajectory into our everyday lives pre-COVID. But during the year of 2020, it's really highlighted just how powerful online communities really are. They are also powerful for us to be a part of them personally and from a business perspective. And from a business perspective, they are really powerful for us in the mode of facilitation. Now, some of you may be sitting there going, but no, I'm not a leader. I'm not someone who can lead a community. I'm not that person. That's just not me. But I'm going to challenge you here to say that as a business owner, you already are. You have a community of customers, a community of people who already follow you, and you probably have a community of other people who help you in your business journey and you contribute to them, whether that be a business group in person, a networking group, other Facebook groups, or even paid communities. So you're already showing up as a leader in your industry. You probably just don't see it that way. But community is way more about bringing people together to give them a collective platform rather than it about being you being the leader and the facilitator of a group and running a group. That's kind of like a really masculine way of looking at group leadership. The feminine way is more around community facilitation and giving a space for others to have a voice. And you can do this in three ways. So there's really three main ways to grow a community of people who love to follow you, love to engage with you, to grow your brand, to grow your business and grow your client book in the process. Now, this is not an episode on Facebook groups because Facebook groups are not the only way to grow a community online. We are going to talk about Facebook groups today, but there are actually three ways that you can grow your online community, which is what I'm going to be focusing mostly on in this episode is the three main ways you can grow a community. And yes, Facebook groups will come into that as part of the conversation as a way that you can, but they aren't the only way. The reason I bring this up is that every single second person be starting Facebook groups every dang day right now. And sometimes I cheer for them, but sometimes I kind of cringe and think, geez, I hope this person has some good strategy behind them because otherwise it's just extra work for you. And I'm all about keeping things simple. If you want to know more about Facebook groups, then I would highly recommend heading to episode 18 of the podcast, Why You Need Facebook Groups to Grow Your Business, and find out more about the three ways you can use Facebook groups to connect with your audience and grow your business. But before I go any further, have you heard my news, guys? If you follow me on socials, you would know that I recently sold out my social media mastermind, and that was my last launch of 2020. I know, right? I can hardly believe it. 
I'm kind of low-key excited about it though because I have been launching so much in the last 12 months and now I can really focus on my launch plan for 2021. But I actually did a post the other day about the power of one because that's really what's been happening over here at the social hub lately and how I've really gotten to the point of only having one offer that I'm focusing on for the rest of the year. So if you're looking at working with me, the only way to work with me for the rest of 2020 is in my membership, The Social Collective. And this potentially could be the only way to work with me ongoing. Haven't quite figured that out for 2021 and and forward onwards yet, but we'll see how things go. So just like that, The Social Collective is my only current paid offer. And I am so bloody excited about it, actually. This membership is one of the best ways to learn social media, digital and content marketing, but it's also one of the best ways to stay up to date with socials because they change constantly and you can get the support you need to level up your online presence and grow a passion filled and profitable business that you totally deserve. I am so passionate about this learning model for social media and with a plug and play learning system of existing lessons and training, plus an ongoing delivery of new lessons, masterclasses, and live video support. This community that I have built is one of the simplest learning methods around. Plus, if you're someone who needs all the guesswork taken out of the equation, we've got cheat sheets, planners, templates, plug and play captions, image templates, and content calendars galore. With a Facebook community of cheerleaders to cheer you on every single day with ongoing support for less than $2 a day, you won't get this value anywhere else. If you head to the Instagram page for the collective at at the double underscore social double underscore collective or the show notes for today's episode at www.thesocialhubau.com forward slash 38 and that's 38 spelt with numbers, not letters. You'll find the links to check it all out and get a snapshot of our lesson library. We would love to have you in the game. So back to online communities. As I said before, there are three ways to build an online community to help you grow your brand, engage your audience, and ultimately grow your business. And that is what we're going to talk about today. The first way is simply by using your existing platforms, but by infusing your content with community-centric content. That's right, people. It's perfectly acceptable to simply create a community using your existing Facebook page or Instagram business page. You don't need to go and create Facebook groups or use fandangled apps or programs to do this. In fact, some of my favorite community builders and people that I follow and love to follow and engage with use their existing platforms to create community-centric content and infuse that community feel into what they do. I actually find most of the time the people that do it this way have the most engaged pages online and you still feel like you're part of a community even though you're only really interacting with that particular business page and people on that page rather inside a platform that's specifically built for community. The reason I say this is that everyone thinks you need to have a Facebook group, a podcast, a paid program to go grow a community, but that's just not true. They are forms of communities, but they are not the only way. And before you start thinking about facilitating a Facebook group or a paid community, you need to consider, number one, what's your strategy behind doing this? Because you need one. A Facebook group with no reason for people to join and the same content as your business page is not a strategy. Number two, they're extra work and a huge time investment. Number three, they can be a financial investment in terms of how you lead people to join your community with lead magnets, offers, funnels, and potentially paid ads. 
or having to outsource content to be created for them. So getting started with just your pages is a great place to start. And you do this by providing content that has a community feel, content that has you in the feed, you in the content, and creates a conversation with your audience. Some of the sort of things as far as content goes that work really well here are regular live stream sessions with your audience, regular live trainings with your audience, online interviews as a collaboration that aligns with your audience as well and what they need from you or from other people. And also being active in other third-party communities really helps here too. So that even though you don't have that platform or that community platform or group or app yourself, you are known as being actively engaged. Building community this way has a heavy emphasis on personal branding and also on really resonant messaging and copy that makes your audience feel like you're talking with them because that's definitely an art form in itself. The second way you can build a community is to facilitate a community. And the first type here we will talk about is a free community where no one is paying for that community to be a member of. Its proposition is value first. And the example I'm going to use in this point And also point three is Facebook groups as being the tool to build these two types of communities. There are plenty of other platforms or apps that can facilitate this, but Facebook groups is just such an easy one that most people will relate to and also one that most people would use first. So with building an online community that is separate to your main social pages and profiles, this really takes on a completely different task and does require a completely different strategy. People interact inside of a specific community platform differently than they do on someone's profile as the basis for the format of that platform is contribution from many rather than contribution from one that drives the interaction. So the psychology of how people interact in a Facebook group is very different to how they interact on their page. So why would you build a Facebook group or online community? There's many reasons. You may want to facilitate a group online, perhaps a friends group. I'm in one at the moment with some of my friends. We've called it Healthy 40s. It's really just a passion group with a bunch of chicks that are all really good friends together where we're helping each other keep track of what we're doing health-wise and encourage each other because we're all over 40. We've all noticed things are a little bit different and move differently or don't move differently in this instance. And we want to make sure we keep each other on track. Plus, we're all busy mums. We've got kids that got to get to sport and stuff. There are school community groups online, sports groups online, and many other reasons you would facilitate a group from a personal perspective. But in this episode, we're talking about business. So when I reference a free group that you own or that you facilitate, I'm talking about running that group as a business strategy. So there's three reasons why you would build a Facebook group for your business. One, to bring together a community of like-minded people and serve them. Two, to be an authority in your niche. And three, to build your warm market and increase audience awareness, engagement and conversion. However, now that groups are the it thing on Facebook and everyone has or is starting one, it's really important for this to be a success and not just be another place that you spend time without purpose because you want the time that you spend there to be valuable time that's working for you. The strategy for having a free community online involves three kind of main pillars. One is that your group needs to have a specific value proposition to your audience, something they don't get from your other social pages. Number two is there needs to be a reason for them to engage with the group. So there has to be a community-led content 
to some degree inside of the group to get the group engaging without you having to lead them. This is where you'll see many groups using theme days as they're just such an easy way to get groups engaging without the owner or the leader of the group constantly facilitating that engagement. It gets people engaging on their own, off their own bat, without you having to force that. Number three is that you need a niche. Generalist groups did really well when groups first came on the scene because early adopters to new features and parts of the platform often do really well. And this is where you can see the likes of massive groups online that have over 100,000 members in it and are really engaged without even admin doing much at all these days. But it's not that easy anymore to do that. And you'll find that while larger generalist groups still have plenty of engagement because the community now leads that engagement, that often these days people are really preferring smaller niched groups led with a really strong group owner and community management strategy because they've got a purpose to be in that group and they're getting something really specific that meets a really specific need for them. So should you start a free group? Well, I can say it's been one of the best things I have ever done for my business, but it was work and it still is work. And I started that group when I had more time to grow it. And I also have a very strong community management strategy and also a very strong leadership role inside of that group. So because of that, even though it's two and a half members young, I'm always being told it's one of the best managed, most engaging and supportive groups around. And it's because of that, that it's been one of my top two lead generators for my business. I actually asked the members of my free group, the Social Media 101 Society, what they liked about the group recently. And this is what some of them had to say. Okay, so I'm just going to read these out because I put this out into the podcast to ask people what they loved about it. So Lily says, I like that when I get a question, I often get an answer oozing with expertise. And Lily is from the Little Home Organized podcast over on Instagram. That's at Little Home Organized podcast. She also said often that expertise is coming from me. So that's kind of cool, even though there's plenty of experts inside of that group. Emily Jade says, I love how you come across like a longtime friend. I instantly feel comfortable asking questions in here. And Emily's from Busy Bums Creations over on Instagram at, at Busy Bums Creation. Amanda says, I love the vibes in here and feel very welcomed. It's a wonderful learning space with so much social media goodness and gold. I'm binging on content. This is hands down one of the best free Facebook groups around. And Amanda is over on Instagram at, at Amanda Nicole Mentor. Andrew, who's actually also one of my members of the Course Creation Project, said, I love what I love about this group is everyone asks genuine questions if they are stuck and also appreciate the feedback that I get. You've created amazing energy to make everyone feel comfortable. Now, Andrew's actually on Facebook. You'll find her over at Andrew's Cultural Studio or Bollywood Party in New Zealand. Shelley says, besides your wealth of knowledge, Stacey, I love your down-to-earth, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is approach to things. I would trust whatever you say over pretty much anyone else I have watched or listened to in your field. The thing I like about this group is how supportive and helpful everyone is, no matter how different each of our businesses are. Now, you'll find Shelley on Instagram at at Elysium Enchantment 12. Now, you spell, spell Elysium, I'm going to spell it for you because I wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to guess this myself, is E. L-Y-S-I-U-M, Enchantment 12. 
Darlene says, I love how I've been supported and encouraging this group with some great comments when I share my blogs. Now you'll find Darlene over on Instagram at, at single boss lady. Marley says, I love the amazing experts you bring in on the lives and how your teaching and sharing is so real and helpful. You always share great tips. What did didn't work for you. You are my rock. Thanks and keep inspiring. Now, Marley is over on Instagram at, at Marley Jolanda, and that's Marley, M A R L I E, Jolanda, J O L A N D A. Marley, also, we're, uh, we are mates, business friends, and she shares the name with my daughter, Marley, but my Marley's name is spelled M A R L I. We often say how, how um, similar they are, so I don't know if that just goes with the name. <laughs> Michelle says she loves so much, but the three main things is the support everyone gives each other, the wealth of knowledge on hand, that everyone is diverse and all types of businesses are welcome. Now you'll find Michelle over on Instagram at, at the underscore M underscore rooms. Now, Amy says, I've only been in this group for 20 minutes and I'm already so passionate about my social media. Really excited to keep learning and vibing. Amy's over on Instagram at, at mind matters Queensland. And we had another new member comment on this thread as well that said, I literally just joined and it was because your group description is real. Look forward to connecting with other small business owners in here. You'll find Chrissy over on Facebook at Create Something Box. And I found that a really interesting comment because it shows that people read your descriptions, obviously, if you've got a group. So it's important to infuse your personal branding in there well, as well, sorry. Jen Donovan says your network equals your net worth. And if it doesn't already, oh baby, it will. Groups like this, Stace, are so important for small business owners, especially in COVID we're getting out and meeting people is harder. Online communities are becoming more important than ever and yours is a cracker, Stace. Uh, you'll find Jen, um, actually, Jen was on episode 30. I'm going to say 35 of the podcast where we talked about LinkedIn. So you can head over to that podcast episode and find Jen there and all the links to connect with her. So you can see guys that having an engaged community is about a number of things. Those comments were part about the community, part about the things that they learned, part about the interaction and support that they got from everyone else, part the things that I bring and the things that I provide for that group and also part my own personal brand and the things that I personally bring to that group. So yes, I think having a group is a fantastic strategy and it works and it can be one of the best things that you will ever do for your business in so many ways, but you need to have a strategy. Inside the Social Collective membership, we have a masterclass, Grow Your Own Facebook Group. It's well worth joining the membership just for that masterclass if you are considering building a group so that you can get it right the first time. And if those comments that I read out are just a snapshot of some of the things that people will feel, think, and, um, you know, and, 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 you know, visualize when they think of you and your brand, that's some pretty powerful stuff, I think. Now, the third type of community you can build is a paid community. This is where you have a community based around paid offers. This could be existing clients, members of a course or membership, a group of contributors who pay to lead a group together and generate leads from that group. But the basis is that community is built around paying for a service. 
In this instance, the group is part of the service offer, not the entire value proposition, and will be part of the sales or client management funnel. These types of groups are completely different strategies to the first two, as they're more around client care and keeping clients engaged, which leads to increased client advocacy, increased client retention, and also increased increased client purchases, meaning that they're more likely to purchase from you more if they're kept engaged with you. Like the previous type of group, they are also work and require some strategy to manage and maintain. But because they also have other content, value, services, or products attached to them, they are not the only part of the funnel and therefore can be easier to manage in a way as the members are already invested. However, they often start off small, and this will be the the but in this entire um, conversation around paid groups. They do often start off small and grow. So having a good content and engagement strategy while that you know, community of paid members grows will ensure that your members utilize the community as new people will start to join and then they will be inspired by the community surrounding that offer. To give you an example, I have a paid Facebook group for my membership community, the Social Collective, and I use it for things like our weekly live stream Q&As to put in extra value content, accountability posts for our members, schedule events for the month so that it's easy for people to navigate to and find, as well as sending it via email. Also to give everyone a place to interact and connect and have access to me in a forum and a, that is appropriate for that offer. Now, if you have any paid communities you would like to engage more using a Facebook group, then again, the Grow Your Own Facebook group masterclass is in the Social Collective membership and it covers all of this as well. So it's really well worth joining just to get access to that membership if Facebook groups are part of your strategy. So there you have it, the three ways you can build community online, why they're so important, some really strategic considerations that you need to make about how you will do that and some tips on how to execute that in a more viable fashion for your business so that you're spending your time online wisely. I hope it's helped you decide how you will engage your communities more, both non-client and existing clients, and also helped you see that you don't necessarily need to have a Facebook group to build a community either. Have an amazing week, guys. And until then, stay classy. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.